SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Our toll-free telephone number. Generally don't have time to open up the line. So much going on on, on Mondays, but uh, and maybe. We'll, we'll see. Uh, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Always good to keep handy anyway. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at OppositePicks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com, hit the contact Scott icon, and fire away. All right, here are your headlines. Washington beat Philadelphia last night, 2014, to win the NFC Least. They will host Tampa Bay, uh, which were winners yesterday. Not that it really mattered, but they knocked off Atlanta 44-27. to Big story with the game from last night. Philadelphia playing well, 17-14 game, fourth quarter. They pull quarterback jail. It hurts, not for Carson Wentz. Nope, he was benched. He didn't suit up last night. Nate Sudfeld comes in early fourth quarter and just was completely overmatched. Four drives, one an incompletion or one an interception. One ended in a fumble when he couldn't take the snap back from center. Another punt, and then the last one on on downs as the game ended. He finishes five of twelve for thirty-two yards. I mean, it was just embarrassingly bad. Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels, they're never going to say anything controversial, but even they were critical of Philadelphia head coach Doug Peterson. Not that I need anyone else to justify what I feel, but you know, when you have Collinsworth on national TV talk about how he's worried about getting fired for what he's about to say, you know it's something really serious. And it, it was pathetic last night. And again, Doug Peterson's either a, either a dope uh, or he was losing on purpose. It's It's one of the two because his excuse was he was trying to win he had some of the starters still in the game. He just wanted to get Sudfeld some playing time. He's been on the team for four years. Uh, in essence, he owed him an opportunity to play some last night. I don't necessarily buy that, but okay, if that's the case, then you play him in the first quarter. You play him in the second quarter. You can even play him in the third quarter after halftime if you want. You don't play him in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line, though. That you don't do. You know, you play him earlier in the game because who knows? Maybe the guy plays great. And maybe you say, okay, you know what, Jalen? We know what you've done. Now let's give him the rest of the game. But instead, he doesn't put him in the first, second, or third quarter. He puts him in when the game is on the line, when they have a chance to win the football game. And it didn't take four drives. I mean, all you had to do was see one drive of this guy to realize he is not an NFL quarterback. I don't know how he's on that roster. I, I mean, that, that is embarrassing more than the fact that he played last night, that this guy couldn't complete a five-yard pass, you know, is on an NFL roster, for goodness sakes, you know, making halfway decent money holding a clipboard. But still, uh, he, he's an NFL quarterback as much as I am. Uh, he had no business, no business being in that football game in the fourth quarter. Just absolutely none. So, again, Peterson was either trying to lose on purpose. Why, Scott? I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like the Giants. Maybe he prefers Washington. 
maybe feels bad for Ron Rivera. Four guys dealing with cancer. Washington football team is a complete mess between the owners and, and everything else that's gone on behind the scenes and Dwayne Haskins. And then maybe, you know, uh, maybe Doug says, you know what, uh, let's throw Washington and, and Ron a bone here. Let, let, let's just lose on purpose. Why, why not? We hate the Giants anyway. I think they got a bigger rivalry against the Giants than they do the Redskins. So he either lost on purpose or he's just a bozo and, and an idiot. And I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he's a bo bozo. I don't think you win a Super Bowl being a bozo. I really don't. Um, because you don't play a guy in the fourth quarter when you just want to give him playing time. You know, and if he stinks that badly. And you don't give him four series. You give him one or two and you realize, okay, you know what? We tried. We failed. Let's move on and win this football game. If you really were trying to win, you could have given him two series, realized he was overmatched, and then said, all right, you know what? Thanks for nothing here, Nate. Uh, Jalen, get back in the football game and win. And although I will say, you know, two things. One, it's not like Kurtz was playing great. You know, no. he, he wasn't. You know, he had first and goal down 17-14, chance to take the lead late third quarter, and they don't score. They go for it on fourth down. That was another dumb decision, I, I thought. You know, it's a 17-14 game. It's late third quarter, and it's fourth and goal from not the one, the two, but the five-yard line, and he goes for it. You know, he knew that, I guess, this was going to be Hurts' last drive, and it was. So I guess he said, you know what, let me see if I can uh, give uh, the lead to Nate Sudfeld versus a tie game. I mean, that's what went into his thinking and why he would go for it. But I can't help but think <clears throat> if he was really trying to win and if an Eagles playoff spot was on the line, they would have kicked the field goal there. That that was the wise choice. That's, that's, that's strike number one. It's not like Hurts was playing great, but clearly – more accomplished than what Nate Sudfeld will ever be. Two, if you're the Giants, listen, you had no business beating Dallas one, and two, you're six and ten. You really can't bitch at six and ten. You, you can't. You, you know, you lost three of your last four despite the win yesterday. You limped down the stretch. All you needed was one more lousy win because you would have had the tiebreaker against Washington because you beat them twice. Just one more win. That's all you needed. But you finished six and ten. Ah, you you can't complain. I don't care what Philadelphia does. Again, I don't care if they brought in Topeka High and put NFL uniforms on them. You can't yell and scream that much. You just can't. It's six, you know, eight and eight, maybe nine and seven, certainly. You know, maybe even maybe even seven and nine, but really not even seven and nine. You know, eight and eight would be the point where okay, you have a right to bitch a little bit, but six and ten, no, nah, you you just can't complain. You you just can't. So, uh, we got a firing in New York. And we got the uh, NFL draft order set. Take a break, go back, and I'll let you know that we got whacked. Who's going to get back today? And then we'll run down the uh, top 10 picks uh, draft order wise as well. All that on a Monday morning. Scott Lutz, thank you for that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And the ball off, and then they flip it to... Myers who will throw to Cam Newton. He's open inside the 10. Into the end zone. Touchdown Patriots. The former quarterback, Jacoby Myers, hits the athlete Cam Newton for the touchdown pass of 19 yards. 
Bengals and Bad Beats on a Monday morning. 12 minutes past the hour. Scott Weddle's taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Patriots do knock off the Jets yesterday as uh, they finish up the season at the 7-9. Not the 6-10 and 10 that I uh, nearly hit a bullseye on at the beginning of the year. Uh, that was the easiest winner Vegas gave you uh, at, at the beginning of the season. Patriots, nine for a win total. Nine. <laughs> there was no way in the world they were getting 10 wins. I always view those things on what it would take for uh, me to lose those over-under uh, season total plays. And, and for me to lose, obviously, they would have had to have gone 10 and 6. No way were they going 10. Not, but not with that football team. But they do close out the season with a 28-14 win over the Jets uh, as the Jets finish up 2-14. And, and as it turns out, that's the last game for Adam Gase. Uh, real quickly, poll question is out there. NFL playoff teams are set. 2021 Super Bowl winner will be. Uh, Kansas City right now leads the way at 46%. Packers 17%. Other 35.5%. And the New Orleans Saints uh, getting no love whatsoever, getting just 2% of the votes. Uh, uh, a couple of others, by the way, Bobby uh, writes in the Colts, uh, Clearwater Kid uh, has uh, Tom Bay, meaning Tom Brady, Tom Bay. Uh, Johnny G has uh, Buffalo, uh, Kurt has Buffalo, and um, yeah, uh, that's it uh, so far. So we gotta get uh, your opposite fix feed in and uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, at least one more time before we are through. Yeah, so that's it for Adam Gase, whacked out for two seasons. You know, it's been a disaster from the get-go. It really, this is a classic case of a head coach not getting along with the media and the media running this guy out of town. Right from the opening press conference, right from the opening get-go, even really even before his opening press conference, which you remember, you know, the local papers here in New York, uh, he had this weird look on his face. His eyes were like he was, you know, smoking who knows what, you know. I mean, it was just goofy looking, right? Back pages, all the memes that were all sent out of, of Adam Gase. But he really, even before that, because he was a Miami Dolphin head coach. Uh, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing, you know, you never in a million years would ever want the head coach or a player from the team that you hate the most as the Dolphins are number one on the Jets hit list. Them and the Patriots, but the Dolphins realistically number one. Um, you don't want that guy coming to your organization. It's it's hard to root for that guy. You you just unless he's overwhelmingly successful his first or second year, it's tough to root for a guy like that. And that was the case with Adam Gase with the fan base. I mean, right from the get-go, he was marked to fail. And then he has the news conference, uh, which he looks like a, a, a mope. Then he wins a power struggle with the guy that hired him. And, you know, he he basically gets GM Mike McCagnan fired. Hey, here's the guy that brought him in, and he fires the guy. And then they bring in his preferred choice, Joe Douglas. And then obviously that's not worked out. We know the fights he had with Le'Veon Bell. We we know the, the words coming out of his mouth saying, well, I wouldn't have given $15 million a year to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, way, way to go, coach. That's real smart. You know, you, you, your team goes out on a limb and brings in a, a big-time running back, and you automatically all alienate him. Uh, you know, he gets in a fight with Jamal Adams. Uh, he has C.J. Mosley opt out, so that tells you a little bit about his coaching ability. Um, you know, and then they were awful on the football field. 23 losses, 15 by double digits. 15! I mean, that is just amazing. I don't know what his against the spread record is. You can look it up very easily, but you know it's not very good. Uh, they're just 2-14 and 14 this year. They could have had a couple of more wins. You know, maybe we would have had another loss, but uh, they were outscored by over 200 points this year. Over 200. I mean, think about that. You know, they were 2-12, and 12, so that's 12 games 
more they lost. That's almost again, well, it's, it's double digits, but it's almost twenty points a game. It's it's you know it's remarkable how bad they were. Just how bad they were. So not surprised they got rid of him. I did think though that there was a chance that he would stay, because as I've been telling you, if you like Adam Gase, and you have to believe the owner does, uh, and it sounds like Gase and Douglas were on the same page. If, if uh, Douglas was Gase's preferred choice, and this is another example of how you never hire the, the the head coach before the general manager, right? So, uh, which is what they did with with Gase. So you would think, okay, if you like the guy. I've told you, you know, he has excuses. He's got built-in excuses. His best offensive player, Le'Veon Bell, wanted out. His second best player, theoretically, his quarterback was hurt half the time. His two best defensive players, one opted out Mosley. The other one, Adams, you know, was a stinker and then wanted out. So he he got himself traded. So, you know, his four best players, you know, didn't, you know, compete for him, basically. So if, if you like the guy, and, and the team didn't quit, clearly the team didn't quit, you know, which is what, you know, a lot of these owners and GMs go by down the stretch. You know, his team should have beat the Raiders. They won two of their last three. I mean, they did not lay over and die. They they certainly did not do that. So that's a mark of a, you know, a guy that hasn't lost the locker room per se. So there were reasons to keep him, but he was so hated by the fan base and the media. They, they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. So I don't know where they're going to go. They got the second overall pick. You know, his legacy is, is in a strange sort of way is not the losses. Um, it, it's the wins that that's going to cost the Jets. You know, they win two of the last three, and they go from being the number one team, uh, Trevor Lawrence, the whole kit and caboodle, and now you have the second overall choice. Uh, you know, where are you going? Are you going to go Fields? You know, you, did you see enough from him in Ohio State this past weekend against Clemson? You know what? Take out the Northwestern film. And that's what I'll tell you about to him. Uh, kudos to him playing the, with the ribs and everything, but I don't want any part of him. Are they going to keep Sam Darnold? Are they going to trade Sam Darnold? What would you get for him? You know, he was a top five pick just a couple of years ago. I, I would be shocked if you got a first round pick for Sam Darnold. I don't even think you'd get a second round pick. I think the Jets are going to call a bunch of people that need quarterbacks, and they're going to say, we'll give you maybe a third rounder, maybe a conditional second rounder. But I, I don't think they're getting a first rounder. I mean, he hasn't showed anything. He stinks. He, you know, he's as bad as bad can be. So... They're in and they're in no man's land. No head coach, um, no you know big time, big time. I don't think quarterback on the horizon. Maybe we'll see when they get these combines underway. If they have combines this year, they might not even have combines this year. Um, and you got Sam Darnold, who's you know either going to be your quarterback in the future. And that was another reason why I thought there was a chance Gase would stay, in that they would say, all right, we're going to give you one more year to work with Darnold. Well, let's get Sam one year where he doesn't get hurt. Or, or uh, you know, any other kind of injury or sickness that he had, you know, let's see him have one good full year with Adam Gase. And then if they both fail next year, then we'll run him out of town, both of them. But I, I guess they didn't want to take that chance and, and do that with Gase. So Adam is out. So who's next? Got to figure Doug Marone, right? Four plus years in Jacksonville, 22 and 41. Been an absolute disaster. It really, you can even go back to his two years in Buffalo. He had one decent year. He went nine and seven one year. He thought it was Vince Lombardi, uh, pulled a power play in Buffalo. He lost, wanted a monster contract extension, and he's been a complete failure with Jacksonville, in, including one and 15 this year. So you got to believe after four years, he's out. Uh, he's number one on the list today. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn. You know what? They won four in a row down the stretch. Again, they clearly didn't quit on him, which is a you know key thing. But he has been there four years. A lot more success, though. He's 33 and 31, 7-9 this year. 
Uh, to me, you watch Charger games, though, and he is not a head coach. He just clueless decisions after clueless decisions. Again, yesterday, 22-14. Right? He, he's down eight uh, and, and is going to go for two and, and try and make it a, a seven-point game. Um, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, he went for two in a situation where clearly you would go for one to make it uh, uh, a two-score game. He goes for two, up 22-14. Now they did make it, but it was like, well, what's? Why would you do that? Why would you risk going for two? Whereas if you just kick the extra point, it's a two-score game. You're up by two scores. If you miss it, it's still an eight-point game, which is a one-score game. So I don't know if these coaches are just, you know, simple arithmetic. They don't get. They buy into the analytics, but it's, it's just it made no sense. And you watch Charger games, game after game after game after game, and he makes these decisions that just show he's not ready to be a coach. More coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here we go. Brandon McManus lets that thing fly. No, that's just that's just a great job. Bengals and Bad Beats on a Monday morning. Scott Wetzel sitting in as we always do, trying to figure out which head coach will be fired today. Adam Gaze gets whacked yesterday. This is amazing. You know, when you think about things, uh, <clears throat> CBS uh, call there uh, with the call of the Raiders and Denver Broncos game. It, it is amazing. Um, you know, you, you couldn't even let the guy, like, finish out, to, you know, and take a shower or whatever. You, you, I mean, they, they fired him basically a half hour after the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you can't even uh, have him have his post-game press conference. I mean, I guess they figure, like, you know what, why have the guy suffer and, and, and sit a day, uh, I, I suppose. I, I don't know. But give the guy a day to go back and, you know, maybe you bring him in today and you, you fire him. So uh, he is out. Marone's probably going to get fired. Anthony Lynn, we'll see. Uh, how about Broncos head coach Vic Fangio? Oh, boy, I, I, I tell you. Now, he's only been there two years. And John Elway goes through head coaches and quarterbacks like, uh, you know, you and I go through toilet paper. So somewhere along the line, he's going to have to commit to a guy. Two years, 12 and 20, including 5 and 11 this year. Uh, I'm not a big Drew Locke fan, but and I didn't have anything angst to get against Vic Fangio. But again, you, you watch these head coaches. They are just, I, I don't get it, man. I just, they are just clueless, just absolutely clueless on the sidelines, whether it's Anthony Lynn not knowing when to go for one or two, or whether it's Vic Fangio not knowing when to call timeouts or not call a timeout. Yesterday, he calls two timeouts at the end of the game that were just moronic, just absolutely, you just wonder, are you at the game, coach? Are you watching what is going on? All right, Denver has the lead, Oakland slash Las Vegas slash L.A., pick a city is driving they need to score a touchdown they're set up with fourth and goal clock is running 27 seconds left 
Raiders don't know which uh, unit to bring in. It's like the Chinese fire drill, right? Half the players are leaving the field. The other half is coming on the field. Clock, play clock is clicking uh, down. Uh, there's just no way they're going to get the playoff. There's just no way. They, you know, they got 20 guys on the field. So what happens? Fangio calls a timeout for Denver. Oh, what are you doing, coach? And the Raiders didn't know. that The Raiders probably would have scored anyway. I don't know. They would have brought the ball from the one-and-a-half-yard line out to the six-yard line. They threw a pass for a touchdown uh, on the next play. But what are you doing? You don't call a timeout. Are you watching the game? Do you see Oakland with 50 guys on the field not knowing who's supposed to be on and who's not supposed to be on? What, what are you doing calling a timeout? He said afterwards, well, I didn't know who the Raiders are going to have on the field, so I wanted to call a timeout to make sure my right unit was on the field. Ugh. Talk about brain dead. Just talk about being clueless. Again, are you watching? Do you see the Raiders with 25 guys literally on the field? There's With 13 seconds on the play clock? There's, there's no way they would have been able to get a playoff. And who cares if you have the wrong unit on it? It's at the one-yard line. And what do you have, five different defenses from the one-yard line you think you can use? All right, and then it got even dopier on the two-point conversion, right? The Raiders say, yeah, what the fudge? Let's end the season. Let's not tie the game at 31 and go to overtime. Let's just go for two, right? Same thing. Same exact thing occurred. Half the players, you know, the, the, the field goal or the extra point kicking team came on the field, and then some other regular players came on the field where they were going for two. Play clock is winding down right around 13 seconds or so. I mean, the same exact thing. There's no way in the world the Raiders would have been able to pull off a play without a five-yard delay of game penalty, except good old Vic calls timeout again. Again! Unbelievable. And they convert the two-point conversion, and then and they win it 32-31. Although, good old Vic wasn't done then. Dopey Raiders. Oh, this would have been great. Uh, you know, as a guy that just despises the Raiders, this would have been great. All right, so there's 18 seconds again left, right? Just like last week with, with the Dolphins. Final play. Broncos get the football. And again, the Raiders, they kick the ball off deep. You know, don't kick the ball off deep. Make the team run some seconds off the clock. Risk them returning it for a touchdown. You, know, you can count on one hand how many, you know, kickoffs are returned for touchdowns by the NFL in general. Literally, I, I bet it's less than five. I, I, really, I, I bet it's five or less. So, Lock, to his credit, makes a long pass, gets it to the 40-yard line. They spike the ball. They have one pass, goes incomplete, and there's nine seconds left. Nine seconds. Good old Vic decides he's going to try a 62-yard field goal with nine seconds left. Now, I know it's McManus. I know it's Denver. So he has the capabilities of hitting it 62 yards, but you know what? Uh, his, his capabilities of hitting at 52 versus 62 are a hell of a lot better. Nine seconds left is is plenty of time, not a lot, but it's plenty of time to run one more play. But instead, good old Vic decides to kick the 62-yard field goal. It's blocked, as you just heard, and the Raiders win 32-31. That's just dumb play call. I, 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 you know, I say it over and over. These teams that win and lose these games. You know, NFL games, generally speaking, and I used to follow this stuff. I didn't this year. I just didn't have the time this year. But basically, it's about 60 to 65% of all NFL games are one-score games. You'd, you'd be surprised 
how basically, you know, most games just come down to execution, just knowing when to call timeouts, knowing when to call challenges, knowing when to go for two, knowing when to go for it on fourth down. I, I mean, here's a case where the Bronco, the head coach, is so clueless on the sidelines, he calls two timeouts to help the opposition, and then he's got nine seconds left, and he's going to try a 62-yard field goal. You want to charge a, a try a 42-yard field goal with nine seconds left? Okay, but 62 yards? I, I mean, that's a long field goal, even in Denver. If you don't have faith in your quarterback to be able to run a play and get the guy out of bounds, well, you know what? Then, then he shouldn't be your starting quarterback. Um, I'm running another play. I, I am, you know? You know, you do a little quick out and up, that's when you're going to be able to get 10, 15 yards. They threw a quick out, and that's what the defense is playing. They, you know, good job by the Raiders. They actually played the wide receivers tough. But if you fake it and to have that wide receiver going down and out, now you can hit him on that out pattern and, and as he's going up the field. And now you gain yourself a good 10, 15 yards. You know, you have to do stuff like that. But instead, he tries a 62-yarder, so they end up losing it. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> but those two timeouts, j just moronic. So will Fangio survive today? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, that's a tough one. But two years, but they have not made any progress whatsoever. Seven wins last year and only five this year. Bungles head coach Zach Taylor, I think he will survive. But I, I must say, two years. Uh, five twenty nine and one, including four eleven and one this year. Not exactly great. Wasn't exactly winning a ton of games with Joe Burrow this year. You know, a, a couple of those wins came when Burrow was out. Uh, if you think he's the quarterback guru, then you keep him because you want him to work with the, with Burrow. But if you think okay, he's overmatched. He hasn't done anything in two years. I could see him being fired. I could, uh, and maybe just maybe bring Boy Wonder, his LSU offensive coordinator, in as, as head coach. How about that? Uh, you got three interim head coaches that figure to get whacked. Um, Romeo for sure. He's nine thousand years old at Houston. Uh, Daryl Bevel for sure at Detroit. I would you know, and then Raheem Morris to a lesser extent, but probably in Atlanta. So you could have those three. Jacksonville, you would think for sure four. And then I would say at least one out of Chargers, Broncos, Bungles. So you got five with the Jets at six openings. Maybe Mike Zimmer with Minnesota, although I don't think so. I mean, at least he shouldn't in my eyes. You know, seven years, 64 and 47, was only seven to nine this year, but he's been dealt a bad hand. He's been dealt Kirk Cousins. You're not going to win with Kirk Cousins. You're just not. And he is 64 years old. You know, is that old, old? No, but, you know, he's had some health issues with his eyes and everything. And, you know, uh, maybe they say, listen, you've had a couple of years now with Kirk. It's not happening. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe it would be more him than Minnesota uh, because I don't think it would be fair because he's had some success there and in one bad season shouldn't get a guy fired. But there is a little buzz about maybe Mike Zimmer. And, and we know now McCarthy and Doug Peterson are safe at Dallas and, and Philadelphia, despite McCarthy yesterday, which we haven't even gotten into. You know, in, in the end, it didn't matter. You know, in, in the end, it, it really did turn out best for Dallas because they lost and they have a higher draft choice, which we'll get to the slots here in a second. But, you know, there is a chance where he could have called the challenge late in the fourth quarter. Instead, he doesn't. Giants are able to kick a 50-yard field goal versus punting the ball away. Uh, the difference is that gave the Giants a four-point lead, 23-19, instead of only leading 20-19, meaning Dallas needed to score a touchdown versus a field goal. Uh, Dallas had first and goal late in the game, but they were sacked. 
Then there was a drop pass over the middle and then the interception in the end zone. And there's your ball game. And there's Mike McCarthy. You know, he's only challenged two, according to TV folks, he's only challenged two plays all year. I find that remarkable. I, I really, for a guy that, that watches these things and is critical of head coaches challenging every five yard completion at midfield in the second quarter, I find it amazing that Mike McCarthy went 16 games, you know, and, and losing most of them, oh, by the way, and only making two challenges all year. I wonder if that played a role in this. Uh, I really do. Because there was a completion that wasn't a completion, shouldn't have counted, should have wiped out a 13-yard game, and should have cast, uh, forced the, the Giants to, to punt the ball away. Instead, they kick a 50-yard field goal, which turned out to be the difference in the game in essence. All right, more coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Monday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The offensive line has, has really answered the bell here in this first half. Jones keeps, throws, open pass is caught, and in for the touchdown, Sterling Shepard, second score of the game. Right, Bengals and Bad Beats, Fox Sports with the call here. Scott Webster we'll taking you right up until the top of the hour. All right, let me uh, get some things off my chest. Run down a little nugget from uh, every NFL game, then some college football stuff uh, as well, no more NFL pairings. Uh, first up, there you go. Giants beat Dallas 23-19. Uh, Giants were lucky to win this football game. You know, again, Dallas had first and goal. They can't score. Bad pass by uh, Dalton. Uh, really, the sack is the one that set them back. And then Wayne Goldman fumbles the football, right? The Giants didn't need a first down to secure the win. He gets the first down. The ball just pops out of his arms, just pops out of his arms. He sits on it, somehow gains control, loses control. And then it's not that I haven't seen this before, but it is so, so, so rare. This occurs once every 30 fumbles. And that is they'll, they'll blow the play dead. And they didn't blow the play dead before the fumble. That, was, that clearly occurred. But Gallman, I guess got re-control of the football, but when the scrum was unpiled, Dallas had the ball. And again, 29 times out of 30, they'll say Dallas football. This was the one time out of the 30, they said, no, Goldman reclaimed it and he was down. And so it's Giants ball. And that is total bogus. That, that, that is absolute, you know, I tell you what, the NFL East has been the laughing stock, uh, or the NFC East rather, has been the laughing stock of the NFL that play and then the you know the boneheaded moves that the Eagles made Sunday night against Washington really just typifies the NFC East season. It really does. That was a fumble. He did not recover it. He did not come out of the pile. We all know whatever happens underneath that pile stays underneath that pile. It doesn't matter who had the football originally. It, who walks off the pile with the ball? Dallas did. That should have been Dallas football. Now, no guarantee they would have scored, but still, it, it should have been. 
Patriots beat the Jets 28-14. Uh, Belichick wins. It's too bad. I would have loved to have this game be uh, the winless Jets and saw what New England did. Uh, but ultimately, they, they you know Cam Newton had his best game uh, by far of, of the season. One of the leaders in fantasy. Report out there that says Cam will not be back with the Patriots next uh, year. Uh, no surprise there. You don't need to have a report for that. Uh, logic dictates that because he might not be in the NFL next season. He played so poorly this year. Buffalo beat our Dolphins 56-26. Embarrassing performance. Gave up a special teams touchdown. Gave up a defensive touchdown. Actually led 3-0. Tua was awful despite throwing for 360 yards. At this point, not an NFL quarterback. Really, difference in the game, if there was one when you lose by 30, it's 21-3. First and goal for the Dolphins, late second quarter. You know, you score there, you cut the lead to 21-10 at halftime, and you're in the football game. Instead, they only get a field goal to make it 21-6, and they give up a touchdown for Buffalo that goes the length of the field in 30 seconds or so. And Buffalo goes into halftime leading a 28-6 instead of 21-10. There's your ball game. Minnesota beat Detroit 37-35. You know, who cares about the game? Except, I will tell you, just another brutal, just a brutal pass or uh, rough number passer penalty against Detroit. Fourth and goal uh, from the two-yard line or so, one two-yard line for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins gets sacked on fourth down. Should be Lions football, right? Just a perfect tackle. <clears throat> and the official looking right at it calls rough in the passer because he drove him into the ground. Ugh. They protect these quarterbacks. It, it, it's just crazy. It is it's just, uh, just, just absolute crazy. Um, and, and they did it. So, you know what? Uh, Vikings ended up scoring on that drive. And um, that was that. But, but that's just an awful, just an awful call. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Atlanta 44-27. Uh, Tom Brady, four touchdown passes. Tolia reaches 40 for the career. Mike Evans leaves after becoming the first wide receiver to get 1,000 yards in seven straight seasons. His first seven um, knee injury. <clears throat> MRI supposedly says it's going to be okay, but we will see. So the Bucs get the number five seed. Cleveland knocks off Pittsburgh 24-22. First playoff appearance for the Browns since 2002. Um, you know, here's the thing. You know, Pittsburgh played like crap most of the way. They still had a chance to tie the game, go to overtime. They go for two after scoring a touchdown, and they throw the football with Mason Rudolph. That's amazing. You know, old school Franco Harris, you know, uh, run the football down everyone's throat, you know, not anymore with Pittsburgh, even with a backup quarterback, life on the line, game on the line, and they decide to throw the ball. Wasn't even close. Oh, awful. Baltimore blew out Cincy 38 to three. Fifth straight win for the Ravens, who are a road favorite at Tennessee, which makes no sense for me. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, runs for 97 yards, and uh, he uh, gets over 1,000 for the second time in his career. Only one of the back, Michael Vick, one of the quarterbacks, has rushed for over 1,000 yards. Vick did it once. Uh, Jackson has now done it twice. Rams beat Arizona 18-7, getting the final playoff spot or one of the playoff spots in the uh, NFC. You know, I tell you, the John Walford did a heck of a job. I mean, I, I don't know if Jared Goff, the Rams don't know. They're not saying anyway if Goff's going to be available for their playoff game next week against Seattle. But I got to tell you, uh, John Walford, 22 of 38, you know, wasn't spectacular, uh, 231 yards, one interception, but he's got a gun. You want to talk about Tua having not, no arm? This guy, you could see why this guy's on an NFL roster uh, with the arm he has. And he actually played fairly well. I mean, he really did. He was not overmatched at all, unlike Chris uh, Strebler. Here's the difference in the game. And here's, again, the, the nuances of the game. Rams are actually trailing. Arizona has the lead 7-5, to five, despite playing like crap, but they actually have the lead. 
Barely. Rams get the football with two minutes left, trying to take the lead. Arizona forces them to punt the ball. Nice job. Arizona gets the ball back with about a minute 15 left. They can go into halftime despite playing like crap, despite losing their starting quarterback as, as Kyler Murray left early fourth quarter. They could actually go into halftime leading it seven to five. What do they do? They try and score. They do get a couple of first downs. They do move into Rams territory, but Strebler gets picked off. Guy returns at 70-plus yards, almost 80 yards. Touchdown Rams, and the Rams go into halftime with the lead. That's where, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of Arizona, you have to say to yourself, you know what? We're playing like crap. We got our backup quarterback out there. He's already had a safety. But we have a chance to go into this scheme leading at half. Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's see what Kyler Murray is going to be like. And and uh, you know what? We'll start the second half with a lead. Instead, they get greedy. And again, they did get a couple of first downs. But ultimately, the guy gets picked off, pick six, and, and the Rams, you know, led from that point on and, and never gave up the lead. That was the difference in the game. But that, that's just... That, to me, is, you know, when you're behind the eight ball, if you're a favorite, okay, go knock yourself out. But when you're an underdog and you have those conditions, you know, the backup quarterback and everything else, and you're playing lousy and you could still go into lead at halftime, just just run a couple plays and, and, and get it to halftime. And that's brutal. Green Bay beat Chicago 35-16. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdown passes. Bad beat because this was 21-13, 21-16 with four minutes left. Uh, and they score a couple of touchdowns, and the game ends up going over. Um, Indianapolis beat Jacksonville 28 to 14. Actually, a halfway decent job by the Jags, who had a couple of opportunities down 20 to 14 to maybe take the lead late in the game, and they couldn't do it. And then Jonathan Taylor runs uh, 35 or so yards for a touchdown that sealed the deal. He ends up with 253 yards and two TDs. So uh, Indianapolis gets gets the win. Um, let's see. Chargers knock off Kansas City 38 to 21. Chiefs rested all their starters. So that, that was not a surprise. I told you about Anthony Lynn, up eight, deciding to go for two to make it a 10-point game, rather one. Although maybe his field goal kicker is so bad. I, I'd love to have Anthony Lynn just come out after these games and say, you know what, this is why I'm going for two, Scott. It's not because I'm an idiot. It's because my field goal kicker sucks because he's missed literally 10 field goals and extra point tries this year. Maybe that's it. Seattle knocks off San Fran 26-23, another bad beat. as This was 16-6 early fourth quarter. It was 16-12 late in the game. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle scores a uh, two-yard touchdown pass on fourth and goal. They get the ball back again and score again. San Fran then goes to the old, by the way, touchdown. Literally three touchdowns in the final three and a half minutes or so of this football game, and the game goes over. Seattle gets the win 12-4 and four for the uh, for the Seagulls. Uh, Saints, despite playing without any running backs, knock off Carolina 33-7. to seven. They're now 12-4, uh, so they get the number two seed in the NFC. Teddy Bridgewater played lousy again. I don't know what Carolina's going to do. <clears throat> They're in an interesting spot here. You know, they, they signed Bridgewater to a couple-year contract. It's not a lot, a lot of money. He played well earlier in the year. He had some, a lot of injuries, including no McCaffrey for the most part this season. So that you know, set them uh, behind the eight ball clearly. But he didn't play well. You know, one touchdown pass over the last uh, month of the season for Bridgewater. I, you know, do you go back to him? Do you, you, you know, do you go get the, uh, Mitchell Trubisky or one of the other quarterbacks that's going to be out there? And that's tough. That'll be interesting to see what Carolina does. I would think they would give him one more year, but maybe not. Maybe not. 
Tennessee knocks off Houston. We know that, 41-38. We talked about that. Uh, Derrick Henry rushing for 250-plus yards. Uh, goes over 2,000. You know, Texans score uh, with 18 seconds left. You think the game's going to overtime. And, um, and instead, you know, Tennessee throws a bomb. They complete it. And then they kick a field goal two plays later. And they win it at the buzzer. Wow. Just a crazy finish back and forth. They went that Tennessee defense, as great as their offense is, that Tennessee defense is not going to allow them to win a Super Bowl. Vegas knocks off Denver 32-31. We talked about that, how the Broncos were calling timeouts in the end. He screwed up big time. And then uh, Washington last night uh, beat Philadelphia 20-14 to as the Eagles uh, laid down uh, the final quarter by putting in Nate Sudfeld into the football game. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, with his four touchdown passes, probably, you know, <clears throat> solidified his MVP, uh, you know, honors. Uh, no doubt he'll get that. And uh, Mike Evans, again, MRI, no structural damage, according to uh, to Fox Sports. Of course, confirmed by ESPN. Of course, you know, every every story is, you know, the world's going to, you know, have the sun come rise, uh, rise to today. That was confirmed by uh, ESPN as well. So uh, Derrick Henry, you know, gets uh, 2,000 yards, eighth player to do that. Uh, firings, Adam Gase. Uh, you're already hearing about 41-year-old 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Salah and 51-year-old Kansas City offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy interviewing for some of these jobs. Those two down in Jacksonville, you're going to hear those names, you know, and, and several others. But they're they're going to be you know rumored for every single every single one. So um, you know who knows if they were going to get it or not. But a um, couple of incentives reached yesterday. David Moore, they, they ran a pass, even though the game was over. So he'd get a $1,000 check for reaching his catching bonus. Same thing with Manuel Sanders. He made a half a million dollars uh, with reaching his catching bonus. And then uh, uh, there was a guy in the Saints or on the Rams that made a sack, Floyd, that, that reached his $1.25 million bonus. Report says that the Cam won't be back with the Pats. And how about the, you know, Bud Light actually issued a challenge. You see the story between uh, Prater. And McManus, uh, you know, Prater from uh, Detroit and McManus from Denver, whoever kicked the longest field goal, that city, Denver or Detroit, would get free beer. So it ends up being uh, Prater because he had a 59-yarder earlier this season. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to give free beer to everybody, but uh, somehow or another they are. So uh, if anything, for Detroit fans, uh, you know, your team stinks. You're looking for a new head coach, looking for a new GM, but uh, at least you can get bombed this weekend, I guess, if they hand it out this weekend. Here's your draft orders, all right, as far as uh, the worst picks and, and the number one picks. Uh, number one, which we knew going in, was going to be Jacksonville, so no surprise there. And then number two, the Jets. Um, and where are the other ones? Uh, and the Dolphins, number three, Atlanta, number four. Not bad. All right, we'll close up shop with a couple winners uh, for later on tonight. Maybe the bad piece on a Monday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this uh, Monday morning. Let's check out the poll question one more time. NFL playoffs are set. 2021 Super Bowl winner will be 
Uh, we got uh, Kansas City leading the way with 44% of the votes. Uh, Green Bay is next in line with 27.5% of the vote. The other gets 27% of the vote. And the uh, Saints getting the proverbial one. Buffalo dominating that uh, other. Uh, the Bills uh, and Tampa Bay was on there. One guy likes the Colts uh, as well. So uh, we will see what happens there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Draft order. Again, I, I mentioned the top ones. Uh, let me go through it here real quickly. Uh, you got Jacksonville, number one, Jets, number two, Miami through Houston, three, Atlanta, four, Cincy, five, Philadelphia gets the sixth pick, Detroit, seven, Carolina, eight, Denver, nine, Dallas, 10, and then the Giants, 11. Uh, the Giants win probably didn't cost them that much. A loss, they'd be five and 11. Detroit, Carolina, Denver are all five and eleven. So depending on strength of schedule, maybe they would have moved up one, maybe maybe two slots, but but nothing really crazy. So we'll see who ends up getting fired later on today. But I'm guessing it'll be a number of guys. Cam Newton won the uh, believe it or not media award up in New England as the good guy player of the year. How about that? Who would have thought that would ever have occurred? Uh, believe it or not. Senior quarterback uh, Sam Ellinger of Texas is bypassing next season. He's going to turn pro. Uh, Steph Curry puts in 62 last night for Golden State as he sets a, a career high for him. So not too bad. And as far as a winner for tonight, no uh, NFL football, obviously. So let's go to the uh, the gridiron and uh, let us take our uh, Salukis right back at Drake. Back-to-back games, SIU versus Drake. So take uh, Southern Illinois versus the 11. So there you go. Uh, good job by everyone. I promise you tomorrow we'll get to the polls. Uh, for sure. So, we have time for phone polls today, but uh, we will. Check out OpsPix.com. Have yourselves a great Monday. Be safe. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.